1: Week seven is upon us, everybody, and it is a doozy, especially for the Cincinnati Bengals, at least. They get set to go to Baltimore and take on the Ravens. We talked a lot about that on last night's episode. We previewed that with 410 Sports Talk, and we had a little – some other stuff earlier this week in terms of the happening headlines, and now we've got some fantasy football advice as we normally do about this time of week, courtesy of our buddy – Bengal super fan and good friend of the show, Derek Davis, aka the Orange Arrow, a celebrity in section one fifty eight. Right? Isn't that where your seats are? One fifty eight. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the whole
2: celebrity part, but but yeah, one fifty eight. That's that's the the happening place for sure. For sure.
1: Well, one fifty eight got some run this this week and today, given the fact, uh, Bengal Jim, well deserved. Won the Bengals, uh, fan, what is it, Fan of the Year, and won some Super Bowl tickets, and was recognized for all that he does. There are some many, many great fan ambassadors, great people out there that do a lot of things, um, not just you know dressing up and whatever, but yourself, Derek. You you run a fantasy football league, wherein the the mo- the money that gets generated from that is going to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. Guys like Jim, they throw a tailgate and and they just say, hey, anybody shows up, they don't ask for anything. All they ask for is donations towards a good cause. Guys like Bengals Captain, Sean Moore, all kinds of great people doing stuff that not only are just about having fun and watching the Bengals, but it's usually to generate money for a good cause and all that kind of stuff. So I respect the hell out of you for what you did for the Fantasy Football League and a big congratulations to Bengal Jim. I just want to throw that out there. Because that was pretty cool. They came across this this week.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That that that's just an awesome thing, and and couldn't go to a better person. Like you said, I I can't really add much more to it. I mean, you pretty much said it all, Jim. He he's literally he, I I idolize the guy and everything that he does for the for the Bengals fandom and for the team. Really, you know, be, with the jungle to the hall and. You know, all that stuff that he does trying to get recognition for the guys going into the Pro
1: Football Hall of Fame and stuff like that. So,
2: yeah, definitely couldn't go to a better guy and and a better fan.
1: Well, and and, you know, when you look at the tailgate and you look at his show and all this kind of stuff, there are some other people behind the scenes that also help him out. James and Jamie on the show and at the tailgate. Uh, our buddy uh, Aurelius FC on on Twitter, he does some stuff very quietly. I remember opening week, he was there doing Sam's Club runs in the morning, uh, helping <laughs> helping him out, and just did it just because, you know. And it's 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 yeah. people like that that are that deserve a lot of recognition because yeah, they they are out there and cheering in the stands, but they're doing a lot of stuff on behalf of the fans and doing a lot of stuff to bring positive attention to the club. So well deserved, Bengal Jim. If you're watching, hopefully. Uh, you are, but if not, or you listen after the fact. Congrats, buddy. well deserved. Uh, let's cruise into it. Let's start and recap how we did on some of our picks and bets and best plays last week, Derek. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't I know you did the homework because you're the star of this <laughs> show, my friend, but I I kind of feel like there were some that really stuck st- stuck out that were kind of actually sneaky good plays if I remember correctly. Uh, maybe I'll have some egg on my face on that one. I don't know, but uh, recap some of the, some of the best, make us look good here. What what did we do right last week? <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll, I'll give you one
2: real quick one.
1: My, or our, our
2: uh, tight end start of the week was CJ Uzama. And, you know, he got the touchdown and that's pretty much all you can ask for with, with a tight end. Um, you know, you get a couple receptions, get a touchdown, you're going to be finishing the top 12. So, you know, CJ Uzama being one of our, our stars of the week and then I I think I, I can't remember if I mentioned this on your show or if it was on my show, but one of the guys we had talked about was um Keenan Allen being a um a potential sit. And you know, he he didn't do too hot because you know that that was just a blowout in epic <laughs> proportion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Keenan Allen was one of our sets, so you know, we had a couple a couple winter winter chicken dinners in there. So and then um our as far as our bets go, we had um we said the Bengals three and a half. That was an easy uh easy one there, and then Arizona plus three, and then we had the Cowboys at minus three and a half over New England as well. So that one barely covered, but... Barely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we made money. That's all that matters.
1: That's right. That's right. Some good plays last week. You saw, I, I'll pin it up here again, Lindsay Brillhart, one of our great listeners, uh, checking us out on the CJ Facebook page, saying, I put CJ, meaning Uzama, on my fantasy football team for this week. So uh, I don't know if she meant this, this coming week or last week, but... If she if she listened last week, he uh he had a nice game for you there. Um, looking ahead, awesome. let's let's uh well actually let's let's talk let's let's keep last week uh, let's let's stay there and then we'll move into ne- next week survival picks etc. Uh, where were we on on that one? I think you had said you know obviously the Bengals was one. If you hadn't taken the Bengals yet, you kind of felt like they were going to handle business there. But where what were some of the others that we had said? Uh, should be looked at this yeah.
2: week. Yeah. So uh, last last week, I, I know uh, I can't remember if I gave more than one or not, but the the number one that I had was the uh, was the Rams, and was it was oh, yeah. it the Rams last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was the Rams. That was kind of a don't overthink it thing. Yeah, that's right. Right, that's right. Who, that's who I picked.
2: Yeah, it was just kind of a there. There was a lot of a lot of difficult matchups last week, and it was just one of those where. You go ahead and take take that solid pick that you've been saving up just to get you through the week, and and you know that's that's why you save some of those teams that just for those specific reasons. And a little hint: we'll be looking
1: into doing that this week as well. Very cool. Well, uh, we posted in our live chats. If you've got a specific fantasy football question, um, let's you can go ahead and leave uh, those in the chat, and we'll we'll try and answer. Uh, a couple of those, we're going to be here for maybe another uh, 15, 20 minutes or so to um, answer some questions and dole out some advice. Um, is there anything else we need to recap from last week before we start moving into things for week seven, Derek? Um, no, not really. I Maybe...
2: We had a couple a couple potential pickups of the week, and uh, one of those guys was uh, Khalil Herbert. Yes, for I the yes, for the that. Bears, and you know he he ended up doing pretty well. And it looks to be, uh, I saw where Daryl Williams, um, he did have a positive COVID test, and he's on the COVID protocol. And it it from what I read, he is a non vaccinated player, so. He will not be available to come back to the team until Saturday at the earliest, I believe. So look for Khalil Herbert to get the bulk of the the carries again this week. Now, it is against Tampa. So, you know, temper your expectations on the running side of the ball. But if he can get some catches out of the backfield and stuff like that, that is one thing you can do is throw against Tampa.
1: What a nice segue, my friend, because let's go into survival football for next week. And I, I just last minute, I, I kind of struggled a little bit, but last minute I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had not taken them as of yet over the Bears. Uh, I I feel I think that one is in Tampa. If I if I am uh, correct on that, I'll have to double check. Um, but nevertheless, one that I feel, uh, yeah, it's, it's at Tampa. So one that I feel is, mm-hmm. is pretty a pretty solid pick, especially since I had that kind of in my back pocket as we get nearer to the middle of the season there. So uh, not everybody has Tampa as their pick. I noticed very few people in my league pick them, and that's probably because mm-hmm. they picked them earlier. So what are you feeling about uh, this week in terms of survival plays based on teams that may or may not be available. You know, some people use the, the quote unquote better teams earlier. And now you go down the, the pecking order a little bit sometimes.
2: Yeah. So this week was actually a very difficult, uh, pick for me because of the, the teams that I've already picked, you know, I've already picked Green Bay. I've already picked new England and they're going up against the jets. Um, I've already picked the Rams, so and you know I still have tempo, so that's one team, one that I potentially could use. But the top out of the top five teams, I ended up going with the the one that was used in forty five percent of the website picks winners pool, and that is Arizona. Hmm. Yes, it's a little scary because that does push them into seven and zero, which. You know, once these guys are getting these these winning records going and they're going undefeated, it starts to get a little scary picking them every week. So, you know, Arizona, they, they got a pretty pretty decent matchup this week. Um, and I just I feel like they, they should be able to uh, win this one pretty handily against Houston.
1: The other one that I'm seeing a lot of folks pick, um, obviously the Packers over Washington. I had already taken the Packers earlier this year. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you have the Patriots uh, over the Jets. I mean, the Patriots are just two and four, which is very uh, uncharacteristic, but Tom Brady leaves, and lo and behold, they're just not winning football games. So uh, yeah. I don't know if you have a, what your confidence level is in either one of those. I would assume Green Bay over Washington is quite a bit. More of an easy pick, but again, not everybody may have the Packers as uh, available, like myself. Um, the Patriots, mm-hmm. I still have available, but man, a lot of like in this survival pool, I'm in 17.35% pick the Patriots over the Jets, the Jets coming off a of bye week.
2: Yeah, it's um, the crazy part about New England is, and I, I can't remember where I read this, but Bill Belichick has made some very interesting bad decisions as far as uh, coaching decisions go, which mm. is, you know, it, it's almost as if it just seems like he's reeling. As, you know, with, with not having Tom Brady, it's almost as if, it, it almost looks as if Tom Brady was kind of leaving the offense and just rolling with things, and then maybe Bill Belichick was, was kind of doing his defensive things. But... I mean, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I they absolutely wiped the floor with the Jets. Um, the The first week I, they played them, I think that was week – was that week four, I believe, or week three maybe? So I, I looked to the, for them to be able to uh, handily take care of them as, pretty easily.
1: All right. Well, I th- yeah, I think that was the game that also prompted a bunch of people to – pick the Titans the following week who uh, who played the Jets and kind of inexplicably lost that one. Uh, So Mm -hmm. yeah, good, good stuff there. Uh, It would sound like some of your best plays for survival pool, just to kind of recap, probably stay away from the one tonight. Those two teams are all over the place between uh, Broncos and Browns. Stay away from that one. Maybe if you have the Packers available over Washington, it's at green Bay. So you may want to do that one Um, again in new England. Picking the Patriots over the Jets is one that you would look at. And then uh, Cardinals over the Texans. There are some hesitations there. And then potentially it sounded like as well, Buccaneers over the Bears, that one in Tampa Bay. Those are some of the best survival pool plays this week. Um, I've got some issues. I'll, I'll say this, not to, usually I put my lineup up and then we kind of say, oh man, Anthony, you're terrible. But, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you my lineup. And yes, it will it will look terrible, but it's because, and this is something that I want to talk about, not necessarily like, hey, what should I do with my team? It's more the bye week situation. What what mm-hmm. should folks be doing? Maybe some of these waiver wire pickups, like you said, Khalil Herbert um, and others that could be floating out there this week. But I will show you, by the way, I had a great week in this league. I had like some of the highest points I had ever scored uh in in this in this league last week but here we go man i mean i'm getting buys i'm getting irs i'm getting out you know nick chubb out jerry judy when you coming back bud uh chase playpool yeah. uh, on the buy cd lamb on the buy marvin jones on the buy so first of all shame on me for picking so many wide receivers that had the same bye week uh but second of all uh, the Jerry Judy Nick Chubb injuries are really killing me now. I've had to use a, a second tight end. Currently, I, I probably maybe go scour the waiver wire, but I've got Evan Ingram who is questionable in the flex position. I had I'm forced to play AJ Dillon who is not putting up a ton of points. Uh, Swift is up and down. AJ Green is my second. And I got Parker and AJ Green. So I don't know what are what are some strategies here that folks can utilize this week as buys are starting to get into full swing. Guys are kind of getting hurt and out of lineups, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. So, um, one thing that, and that I said on my show, uh, yesterday was when it comes to the buys it's not necessary. I don't worry too much about, you know, when I'm drafting players and picking up players, what their buy weeks are necessarily. Um, you know, if I'm deciding between one guy and the other guy, and it's like kind of a toss up maybe i'll go in and look at their bye week and see if i have sort of a scheduling conflict there but one one really good strategy to think about is if you do have a bunch of guys on bye on one certain week well that's one week that you'll potentially be without those guys and then you've got to so that's one potential l that you're going to take that you could have them all through you know then you don't have to worry about these bye as much necess- necessarily as other teams would, so that's that's actually a, a, a strategy that some some teams use, and I'm kind of partial to that strategy, kind of going with the um, almost the stars and scrubs approach. Whereas, you know, one week you'll have a bunch of scrubs in there, or you almost have to set a um, almost a non-existent lineup because you just don't have guys to fill those spots in. But that's just kind of the way I look at it. I'm okay with it. I actually tend to prefer it if if I can just get all my buys out of the way in like one to two weeks.
1: Well, that's a, I guess another way to look at it. I, I guess I should be optimistic about it. Maybe you just maybe if I if my record was reversed instead of being two and four, I was four and two. Maybe I could ride with a rough week and move forward. I think that's maybe one right. of my problem this week here. But we'll we'll Not- see what happens there. Now, I will say, uh, I mean,
2: for all the lineup or for all the buys and stuff that you've got going on, your lineup isn't necessarily bad. I mean, I've got A.J. Dillon as a potential um, uh, boom play this week just because of of who they're going up against. And then the only issue i seen with it was um, really was was Evan Ingram. And the only reason for that is he was a uh, did not participate, I think, in, in practice today. So. He might have to go and look into uh, picking up a guy like a um, – I'm trying to think of a guy that might be out there like a um, – the the big tight end for, for Indy. Um, I can't think of his name right now. He's like a almost seven-foot tight end, like big old hmm, – I cannot think of his, who he is or what his name is right now. Mo That's that's who it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe pick up a guy like that, or, or you know, somebody, somebody like that. That way, you still have a tight end um, to swap out for Noah Fant when he goes on his buy.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Okay, good stuff. Well, who are some other? Let's start with the Bengals game. And we'll talk about maybe who who folks should shy away from and or start. Um, This game features two defenses that are overall pretty good. Um, you know the the Ravens kind of feast on some some bigger turnovers type of thing. The Bengals have been more solid, uh, definitely better at sacking the quarterback this year than last year, and better at turning the ball over and and other things. But it's more kind of um, yeah, sack here and there, a turnover here and there. But it's more kind of get off the field for the for the Bengals defense. It would seem more than some other defenses out there. Uh, obviously you've got kind of a, an exciting offense from the Bengals, albeit a young one against a Ravens defense. that has got a lot of good players out there. So I don't know. Is there some that you're either saying, yeah, just from a Homer perspective on this show, is there some where you're saying, yeah, let's, let's start that guy. Um, let's sit these guys, or maybe just stay away from this game altogether in terms of players from either one of these teams.
2: Yeah, I mean, pretty much all the players that you are going to potentially play in this matchup um, are, are starts this week. I mean, it's going to be hard with the bipocalypse. That's what I like to call it. Um, the bipocalypse going. You know, you've got all of these top end players that are sitting out right now. So, I mean, guys like Joe Mixon, um, Latavius Murray, if he's healthy, I would, I would, I would start him, but maybe not a Leveon Bell or a Devonta Freeman or a Tyson Williams guys like that I wouldn't start just because if Latavius Murray isn't there I think they'll split it up kind of like they did last week with those three guys and you don't know who's going to get that touchdown. I don't see I don't foresee a week this week where you have all three running backs getting touchdowns. That that's crazy. I think that's only happened like once in within the last 50 or 60 years or something like that. Um but yeah, I don't see those guys being potential starts. Um, Chris Evans. See, I was going to say start him this week uh, as as a flex player, but with Samaje coming back, I don't really know what to do with him. So I would I would kind of shy away from from Chris Evans this week. Could I yeah, see him he, playing a big
1: role? He was limited on Wednesday too, so you know, I mean, there's right. Yeah,
2: and then um, um, guys like uh, Hollywood Brown, you're going to play him. Um, I would say he would probably get the majority of his coverage will be on uh, Cheeto. So he might not fare out as well as as one would hope. Well, I mean, we hope he doesn't do very <laughs> well. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I see him being like a wide receiver, three flex kind of guy as opposed to being that, that clear-cut wide receiver, too, like he normally is on, on each and every week. And then Jamar Chase, you're starting him. He's the top five guy in the, in the league right now. I mean, you there's no way you can not start this guy. And then T. Higgins. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, I just I don't really know what to do with them. I, that's what's really difficult about our team is – you would think one of these days they're going to double and triple team Jamar chase and, and it'll leave the door open for these, these other two, but it just hasn't happened yet. So I don't, I don't really know what to do with them. I'm sure one of these games and it might potentially be this one, but I think was it on your show that they said that, um, they, they said that they potentially would put Humphrey on, uh, was it on? They would put Humphrey on Higgins, or who was the cornerback that they said they would put on Higgins?
1: Yeah, I think it was it was him because they have to do. I think it was our our show the the two guys from Four Ten Sports Talk, uh, Glenn and James. I think they were talking about how the the Ravens are going to need to figure out stuff because Marcus Peters um, being out there. That's that, and then Jimmy Smith was on the uh, injury report Wednesday as well. So they've got a lot of kind of shell games to figure out they may go with mm-hmm. and we know humphrey's a, a versatile guy you know he can he can yeah. play yeah. in the slot a bit play outside and he's he's a really good player so um I, I think they may go that route but the the entire talk though is they are trying to the game plan appears to be bracket chase this week Um, Mm -hmm. I, I just think if there's one guy potentially to play this week, I think it might be Tyler Boyd. I just, I think that there's a a potential breakout game coming there. I think that he's, you know, there was some talk this week and, and obviously going back to some of the past Ravens games and what Boyd has done there. Uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like that may be a, a decent play if you're, if you were to. Um, play a Bengals wide receiver. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I'm overly enamored. I have Burrow in that winley. I don't know if I'm overly enamored. Really, aside from a Lamar Jackson, maybe a Mark Andrews. Um, I don't know if I'm overly enamored with anybody um, in this game as as a super big point scorer. But you know, I think you may you may get some solid performances out of out of some of these guys. Right. Yeah.
2: And I I actually had this kind of being a more or less low scoring game. Um, just the way I'm kind of currently thinking about it. So not everybody's going to, going to eat this week. So a yeah.
1: couple other, uh, around outside of this game, a couple of others around the NFL. Uh, maybe guys that you think, Hey, this is a guy you want to get in your lineup. And a couple of guys, you may say, Hey, hesitate on this one a little bit.
2: Yeah. I, I said on my show last night, absolutely sit Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews cause they're bums and they're not going to do anything this week, but <laughs> I was kind of being a little a little facetious with that one, but um, you know maybe trying to will that one in, into existence. But in in all reality, uh, a potential start this week um, to a Tunga I'm going to go with him again this week just because of the I like the matchup. I, I worry a little bit about the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I hope that doesn't get you know because he's definitely hearing it. So I hope that doesn't get into his head and and cause him to have a bad game this week. But I just I see him having a pretty decent week this week. He's right now he's quarterback fifteen, and I think he has the potential to be in inside the top twelve. And then a uh, a sit would be uh, Devonta Booker or Devontae Booker, however you want to say his name. Um,
1: I just I don't I don't like that matchup for him really. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Cole Noel here says, Hey, how do you guys feel about the wide receiver production this week? If that's from a Bengals perspective, we just covered that. So rewind a little bit, Cole. We just, we just talked about a little bit, uh, Jaden, before we, uh, start to get on out of here, Jaden elite ashes Felton tonight in three man backfield of Khalil Herbert and, and bank Williams doesn't play versus, uh, versus bucks. I don't know if you got any thoughts on that.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: if, if you're wondering a dip or who
2: to start between uh, Felton and Cleo Herbert that's that's really hard for me because I said on my uh, on my on my show that potential pickups was was the I say Cleveland running back because I don't really know who's going to get the majority of the uh, snap percentages so with it being you know such a short notice I mean you've got what 20 minutes. I would say I would say probably Khalil Herbert in, in that one.
1: Yeah, Felton's an interesting one though too because I think they like him out of the backfield as a receiver quite a bit too. So uh, he's a guy yeah. that I remember reading a lot about in training camp that they really like just everything that he does. He's a very versatile player. But yeah, Herbert had a really good week last week. That's a that's a good play there. Um, let's get out of here with some of the game picks. We talked about some of the picks and point spreads that we uh, did pretty well on last week. This is courtesy of a site. The lines we like to use this one because they show the spreads on a lot of different from from a lot of different sources: DraftKings Sportsbook, FanDuel, BetMGM, PointsBet, etc. Uh, you got the one tonight, one and a half. I, again, I I just think between the Broncos starting off three and zero, then losing three in a row. The Browns being in disarray because of the injuries. I don't know. Just in general, fantasy football-wise, et cetera, I'm kind of staying away from this one personally. Um, I I don't know if you feel the same there, but uh, you got the Washington football team, seven and a half underdogs at uh, Green Bay. Uh, I don't know. What else is sticking out to you here? I took a little gamble. I I do really like Case Keenum, but –
2: just with all like you said with all the disarray, I kind of looked for Denver to be able to pull this one out okay. and then um another one I took was the uh the the Raiders game i I like the Raiders really well in that in that matchup and That's the obvious uh,
1: against the eagles there yeah they're they're favored yeah by yeah. Three. I, I think you were saying before you like the Raiders game there. Um, obviously, you've got the Lions and the Rams, Houston and, and Arizona, both with gigantic lines there. Even Bears, Tampa. Uh, I mean, what do you what do you think just quickly about those? Just because of the size of the lines on each of those?
2: Yeah, with with those college style lines, I tend to stay away from them. Last week, I tried to take a, a bet on the the plus side on on Houston, and that burned me pretty good. So. um when when there's such a, a such a talent discrepancy like there is on those kind of matchups, it's just the only thing you can really do is take Arizona and the and uh, the points. But I just I don't want to I don't want to bet seventeen and a half. Yeah, so that's kind of a stay away for me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, some good stuff from you there. Glad we got you back in there. It was uh, we were losing there losing you there for a second, but glad we got you back. Um, hey, thanks for the advice this week, as always, Derek. Appreciate it. Uh, people can go follow Derek at the Bengal Four on uh, Twitter, and then you've got a YouTube channel as well, Derek. Tell us a little bit about it before we hop on out of here.
2: Yeah, it's um, the Orange Era Fantasy Show. Every week, I do on Wednesdays. I do a, um, a kind of a, a fantasy football aspect side of things where I talk about. Pu- Potential starting sets like we just did, and then um, I'll talk about like the highest score and the basement dwellers of the, the charity league, and then I'll talk about some potential pickups, some guys you can drop, stuff like that. And then on Fridays, I'll talk about all my best bets. Um, and actually, a little hint, if you um, a little side note here, if you want to go on Friday, I've got some some pretty solid bets, and most of them are on the Bengals game. So, if you're if you're looking to get into that that kind of betting advice, and then I do my my beat the prop every week, stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. And like you said, follow me at the Bengal Four on Twitter. I've got a link over there that shows where all my
1: stuff, everything you can get it. Yep, go subscribe to the Orange Arrow Fantasy Show on YouTube. Hit that bell. Do the same for our YouTube channel if you're new here. We have this fantasy show. We have listener questions live that we're doing tomorrow. We had our big show last night on Wednesday. And then, of course, we do um, Happening Headlines. Post-game show, we bring you stuff almost every day of the week, not only on the Orange and Black Insider, but on the Cincy Jungle podcast channel with Orange is the New Black, courtesy of Ace and Zim. And Matt Minnick bringing you both Coach Speak and Chalk Talk, breaking down things for you. And, of course, this show, especially this one, because it has so much to do with fantasy football, etc., is brought to you by Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. And the website, S-I-M-B-U-L-L backslash O-B-I. You can go there and invest in teams, whether it's college football, pro football, the Cincinnati Bengals themselves. They've got all kinds of different pro teams that you can invest in and make some money. And oh, by the way, if you use the promo code O-B-I, you get a special incentive where you get a 90-day risk-free protection of your deposit, $100 or more. Go check that out. You got to take advantage. You got to use the promo code OBI. So if you're playing fantasy football, if you play survival football, if you play the stock market in general, not even playing the sports aspect of things, you got to check out Symbol. Go check it out and let them know that you're a listener of ours by using that promo code OBI. Uh, We appreciate our partnership with them. And Derek, I appreciate all the knowledge you continue to drop on this show. And uh if you if you listen to this show and if you play fantasy football, go check out Derek's channel for sure. Derek, have a good week, my man. We'll be talking, I'm sure, through Twitter, et cetera. But uh hopefully the Bengals pull one out. And 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 hopefully it's a successful fantasy weekend, but hopefully the Bengals pull one out as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And real quick before we get out of here, I just wanted to give a special shout out to a guy who was six foot, one hundred and fifty-five pound, tied in slash safety. In his heyday, my dad is getting recognized for the North Adams football team going into the Hall of North Adams Hall of Fame this weekend, tomorrow night. So I that's just awesome. want to give him a really quick shout out.
1: That's awesome. Well, give him a big congratulations For me personally, all of us at Cincy Jungle and our listenership. Tell him, tell him congrats for us. That's, that's awesome, man. Good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. Have a good weekend. Enjoy that. Are you going to the ceremony for that? Yes, yes, I, I definitely will be. Okay, well, that's awesome. Uh, I don't know if that's this weekend. Is it, is it this weekend, the ceremony, or is it? Is it?
2: Yeah, uh, Friday Night Lights, baby. Call Friday it our night high night. school football. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what I was, what I, I didn't know if it was down the road or if it's this Friday. Well, you're going to have a great weekend, yep. man, uh, honoring your dad and obviously um, – you know, uh, the big game on Sunday too. So have a great weekend, Derek. All of you out there, have a great weekend. Take heed of this man's fantasy football advice this weekend and enjoy the Bengals game. Uh, Have a good weekend, bud.
2: Absolutely. Huda.